Balls don't lie. I got your other text, uh, Freaks of the Industry, and I thought if we could merge those, we got a killer name. I think we got to roll with Balls Don't Lie, but it could be working title. Welcome to Ball Don't Lie, the podcast where two 80s kids talk about the NBA, how it should be, how it would be, and how it is. We start episode one with the winds raging here in the East Bay, fires coming through California, and the Warriors in about the third game of the NBA are uh, not looking good. I'm Gabe Colors, and this is my boy, James the James. Uh, um, a man, a man uh, takes pause today to reflect on many good years. I mean, you know, think of all the other teams that still haven't busted out, but it's pretty rough to have such a such a streak of success and now just to see us struggling did you see any of the game today i was watching some highlights on youtube i was out uh shopping and i'm in emeryville and uh by the way i went and had an impossible burger or at the uh, burger king or impossible go. whopper impossible whopper and just uh try it. yeah what'd you think Good first, review. first first the wind is blowing crazy smoky out here my yes. Uber driver, my Uber driver told me she saw a car slide across the Bay Bridge and a fire at Candlestick, and Burger King was not taking credit cards; it was all cash. Felt like we are not living in the U.S. of A. as we know it anymore. Whoa. Wow! <laughs> if, a, if you can't get a fast food burger with with any kind of payment, you know things are getting weird. <laughs> um, so I watched part of it on YouTube. So Thunder playing the Warriors. Check out this little fact that I think was I, – I it's a good omen for the start of our podcast, our first episode here. Yes, when first episode. Is a, when's, the last, when's the last time the Warriors scored less than uh, uh, 33 in the first half of a game? What's your guess? Wow. Wow. Did you look this up? Do you have facts for me? It, came across, my, it came across my Twitter, and I thought – this is going to wow. be a good seed to launch the podcast to let people wow. know who I am and who you are. That's yeah, right. I think that's cool. I'm going to guess. We, you know, I have some comments to make around the whole thing because we had some. We had some rough. We our season last year wasn't even if we, even though we did all right. I have because I watched every game. It was like so. Anyway, I got comments, but 33 and a half. I mean, we had some pretty bad quarters, but we would maybe pick it up. So I'm going to guess. I'm going to say. Who were they playing, James? And why? Why would I be asking who so were they was, playing? It must, have been, it must have been the Thunder, and it was it uh, was it 2016? Oh, I love this! It was the Zombie Sonic Thunder Boy, 1997 Seattle SuperSonics. Oh man, that long! <laughs> 22 years, 33, 33 and a half is pretty low, bro. So I'll be peppering in. I'm gonna pepper in the Sonics. That's in fact. This, this, okay. is, this is this is part of the reason I want to do this is just to make the legacy last forever. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, hidden agendas. People must know. The listeners just, must know. What's your hidden agenda? Back. What's your hidden agenda yeah, right. for the for this? <laughs> uh, my hidden agenda is just to talk basketball. I mean, yeah. I just have partly my hidden agenda is actually I had a, a realization two nights ago, which is that I just have such a deep feeling about the way the game should be played and i know yeah. i'm not alone in my viewpoint but like i really i just can't stand it when i see these guys who are so good and so i mean they, they get to where they are they've played so much ball and they do these things we're like come on man have you seen some of that this year like specific examples players are placed 
Yeah, it's already happening with the Warriors. Like it's it's because it's one of those things, and it, and it's weird to see it with the Warriors because one of the things that it's it's easy to it's like one of the things it's easy to do when you're winning, but hard to do when you're losing, and that's when people start wanting point fingers. And it's all sports, and it's the, it's the stuff that made the Warriors groovy, which is that this team. It's just the idea of team and how you should pass and look for that other pass and not think of number one and. It's just, and, you know, like, there's all, you know, like, my little, you know, my, my 10-year-old boy is getting into hoop is, uh, you know, he's showing the signs, too, of, like, after you make a bucket, you celebrate, bump the chest, and you watch all those guys, and that's kind of a, that's kind of a tangent, but it's the same, I feel like it's a similar thing, which, like, it's a lot of that, that you know, I'm starting to sound like an old man, but it's that me, me, me stuff, and it's just, it doesn't, it's just, it, it's just such a zero-sum game. You can't win that way. You can't. Even if somebody's super high, you're just awesome. You're going to lose. This is good. No, I think you should go with this. I mean, okay, like, this is on a podcast. Um, uh, who's the guy that lives in Berkeley, and he wrote the uh, Moneyball? He wrote... He, yeah, Michael uh, Lewis. Michael Lewis. On his podcast, he said the same thing. His son hit a three, was pumping his chest, and he kind of was just, like, not digging it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a little over the top, and, you know, and it, yeah, you just start to sound like an old part, but, like, you know, like... It's just like with everything, just a little celebration is okay, a little bit, but all this, like every single bucket, and then in the pros now, they all do it. It's terrible. But it's, to me, it's just more. It's another. It's just. It's just uh, you know indicative of just the the general attitude that I feel like just needs to be checked. Is like it's us. We will all feel better if we win the game by playing together. It just feels good to set somebody else up. You just. And now we're watching watching the the Hoopy G League Warriors right now. Oh my God! Oh. Well, I mean, like Draymond would pump his chest, with, you know, a lot, and and they were winning, and they were doing the wee thing. Um, I think it's gonna be really interesting, man. I saw I saw a really, you know, there's been a there was a scrappy play today with a, uh, on the Warriors side. There's a bunch of scrappy plays. I'm seeing on Twitter people just be like, the Warriors suck. Um, they just look like they're playing with. It's just, the contrast is amazing, and I saw yeah. you know, Curry is was getting. This is the first half. He was getting, he threw the ball against the kind of back backstop, and uh, you could just see he was frustrated. And man, this is going to be a fascinating sociological, psychological team experiment because yeah, yeah. I mean, what are these guys made of during the shitty times? Well, there you go. And I think if you really want to set yourself up for a team of destiny or whatever, you know, like, 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 I mean, for lack of a better example, like the New England Patriots, I mean, they've been relevant and good, you know, for, they, they, they have a down year, maybe, but then they keep coming back and then they re they, you know, they reset and they're back to being good. And then they'll, they'll be relevant all over again. Like you have to suffer a down year maybe and not freak out. And I'm already freaking out. Like it looks so bad. Well, what do you think the plan was, man? What, what, what's uh, the, what's the management thinking? Because I was watching the highlights today and thinking, like, God, they could use Iguodala, pay him the big bucks, keep oh, going yeah. for stability. You know, well, so are, totally are they are they totally the... just are they just trying like to lose and get a good draft pick or what? I mean, so that was the question I was asking some folks the other night. Was just kind of like, all right. So what it basically broke down to was when they got rid of when Katie chose to let to leave. Like, so they. Myers was able to, to work a deal with the sign and trade so we could get Russell. That's another topic. We can talk about D'Angelo Russell's game. So that seems like kind of a coup. But in order to do that, he gives up of the ability to keep people like Jordan Bell, 
Or, you know, or definitely, and definitely Iggy. And perhaps Liv wouldn't have retired if that situation was different. And, you know, and then we also let McKinney go. And my, my bigger point was, you, and Damian Jones we let go. We let go. Damian Jones, was, we were kind of bringing him up, and he was starting showing flashes, and he started a couple games for us. And then we just suddenly just let him go. And this wasn't, that wasn't even a money thing. So it's like, we as fans don't really have those, we don't have those characters no matter how flawed they could be, we don't have those characters to root for. Now we got a whole new batch of guys, and like, and Steve is just rotating them at, at will. And you're like, wait, now we got Glenn Robinson. Oh wait, now we got Pool. Oh wait, what's this game like? Oh wait, do they work together well? It's just, you know, Armani Spellman. We're like, who are these guys? It's just, it's, he's shooting threes. And nobody's passing that. Zero offensive rebounds. It's just like, ooh, ah, and Steph on top of it all. I mean, certainly it's hard when you don't have the players around you, but he just looks terrible. Loop-de-loop, dribbling, getting picked, throwing his lazy passes, getting picked, turnovers left and right. Yeah. But it's still early, and yeah, a, week, yeah. a week or two ago. Talking about the ledge, bro. Talking well, we were ledge. all – I don't know if I can, but, but <laughs> a week or two ago, we, we were all saying, oh, it's MVP year for Steph. It'll be like a seventh, eighth seed in the playoffs. He's, he's going to just show – and – what do you think is going on with him? Is he just is he just getting like the rust off, or is it like frustration, or is it like he's just been used to having spacing? Uh, you know, it's a great question, and I'm you know a huge Steph fan. I, Steph the genius, they call him. He's, I've seen so many great games. He you know he's but he's he's human, which is kind of groovy about him. Maybe more human than some other players because he doesn't have the same kind of athletic skill as some. But although he has unworldly, you know, like sort of the only person to have certain other skills, but he sometimes can get in these funks. And like I was saying, like about last year, last year we had some pretty lots of first halves. We were getting beat by 10 to 15 right off the top because we were just not really into it. We were like, oh, we can beat this team so easily. And we often came back, but unlike the year before that, where we did it and then we would come back and just roll fools. We got, we, we lost many more games than we were expecting to. And Steph was kind of, in that, he threw lots of lazy passes, lots of just yeah. loopy, loopy, just stuff where you just want Steph to be tighter. And we all, and you and I both know his finals. His, his finals really good. When it's really getting gnarly in there, when he's got to show a little bit more of that raw dog, Steph can sometimes disappear a little bit. Well, it's, yeah, it's interesting, man. It's like, I mean, Kerr has always had that little bit of like he wants Steph to. You know, he gets frustrated by the the loops, as you call it, the loop to loop, the, the high yeah. turnovers. Yeah. And it does remind me a little bit of like back in the Supersonics days, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, with George Carl, when Sean Kemp and Peyton running the floor. George Carl would complain about he he would kind of keep them in check and be like, they do they got too much like you know uh, frosting, too much sugar, you know, uh, like they need to just deliver it. Yeah, too much flat. Yeah. Um, so talk so about. Tricky. Yeah, but that's yeah. their flow, though. That's tr- that's tricky. That's tr- that's tough. You know, it's tough to coach that, yeah. I guess, because they must yeah. have, been, along with the, with the stuff that went well, there must have been a lot of stuff that was like, ooh, that could have been great, except you threw that's, it too high. That's and the swag, dude. You know, right? But um, just for a moment, can we just can we just just talk about just for a second other previous hoop eras? I hope people realize Gary Payton to Sean Kemp. Forget about it. What a combo. Oh, right. my God. Like, do people remember? I mean, like, people think people don't now. 
Sean Kemp like invented all those dunks. I mean, Gary Payton was the glove. I mean, it just ah. basketball has had so many great eras. Well, and it's like you mentioned Curry as an athlete, and we we really need the word athlete to have like twelve different kind of like variable yes. definitions because Curry is like the golf, the pool, the focus, the laser. You know, that has never been seen before. But the dynamic feel of Rain Man throwing it down, that hasn't that hadn't happened before, even with MJ, because it was just different. It just made you flutter inside when Kemp took it down. Right, and right. His, his after dunk, you know, <laughs> attitude and swag, like, right. you know, and then you know, I think it was okay. Here's here's a fun little uh, let's let's do this. Who since yeah. Kemp has had that? Because like Amari Stoudemire was kind of doing it. You'd be like, you, it was just where you kind of like your eyes light up, you rise up your seat because you're like, oh my god. And now Zion, right? And so like, who else yeah, has had that? Just to teach the young folk about Kemp, you know, if you haven't YouTubed him, YouTube Sean Kemp. <laughs> Yeah, right. Immediately. Oh, why? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, there, there have been some. I'm thinking of, like, uh, no, I'm not a huge fan, but in terms of just sort of shocking, dunking power ability, not quite like Kemp, but impressive. Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake Griffin. Yeah. Blake um, Griffin, you know, for like a couple couple year window there, he would do that. Just, just like keep rising like, up. Yeah. Rise up, but also just in his, in his own way. Like, Sean was more springy and kind of groovy. Blake more brute force, but some of that brute force on a big guy like that, uh, just you're like, you'd be like, ah, God, holy shit. And and, and let me just also clarify for listeners, and I'm not disparaging MJ, who is aggressive of all time. Jordan was the athletic, amazing, but like graceful ballet in the air and power. Right. Kemp was just like, throw it down, you know, like. Yeah, similar similar athletic ability, but one guy's 6'10". 6'11", right. and the other guy's 6'6", six, six, so it's like, you know, you just there's just that, you know. But but you make such a great point. i got to go back to it about the types of athleticism. I think that's really important because Curry is the guy with, like, that crazy sort of, like, eye-hand coordination. Like, I mean, he is, I don't even, like, there's no question, the ability to shoot so well from that far away is just it's just mind-boggling. Like, just anybody that plays ball, go out there and remind yourself how just physically difficult it is to, t- to shoot a basketball from that many feet away with any kind of accuracy. You have to really, you have to really put your – and he gets it up there with ease. And he's not a big guy, you know? What, so, dude, but what, what do you think about this, this, this Curry take where he – okay, first, there's two things I want to say. Let's see. Let's start with this. How awesome Stephen Curry is. He showed up at a random park in Oakland, like a small little festival, just with his wife and just played some pickup with some of the kids. And it's like, what other NBA star does that? He's He, as a person, like, who can complain about him as a person? And now contrast that with, why is MJ talking smack? Why is MJ saying he's not a Hall of Famer yet? Oh, like, why, why, why is it even that. coming up? Like, why does, oh, why does that's Curry all, keep that's getting disrespected? All, well, it's all that one though. I think I was so hopeful we were going to talk about that because, and I read Bruce Jenkins today in the Chronicle, the Samsco Chronicle. It was uh, uh, he? It, it it's all contextual. MJ wasn't trying to diss him. Um, he was. Uh, it was. It was. He was just asked who would be his team, and so he picked Scotty, and he picked Magic, and he picked. Uh, Hakeem, and 
went and he picked. Uh, let's see, what was the rest of his team? James Worthy. Yeah, Worthy. And, we, right, yeah. He, he had like this. That, that, he, had, he was picking his team, and then somebody said, "What about Steph?" And then he said with a smile, "Well, Steph's not in the Hall of Fame yet." Meaning, the guys I picked, us guys, Matt, you know, whatever, we're all we're in the Hall. So like, I'm picking my guys like that. It wasn't meant like you know, Steph's never going to get in. And immediately it was changed to this whole thing about how he was picking on Steph for not being good enough to be in the hall. Okay, so yeah, I think, I, you got you got yeah. I think I think you're right. I think it was a little bit of like fun, lighthearted, you know, uh, shit talking. Just kind of like throwing that that not yet at the end. But yeah. what about it getting picked up on Twitter and the media as if he's like there is a disrespect a little bit for like Steph, and is it, is it because of that athleticism that you're talking about that he doesn't have? Like he's not jumping and right. you know doing that shit, or is it because he's not he's he's from a rich family? I mean, there's combos all over the place. I mean, I think. Mostly it's from the athletic point of view, but I think that's where people miss the game of basketball sometimes, meaning mis- misperceive or, or overvalue certain things like, oh, you must be the optimum, the best because you can dunk over somebody and because there's such a premium placed on dunking and that kind of athleticism. But you and I both know you can play with cats. I played with cats in high school that were, that were freaky athletes but had no other game. That's all Dude, they were could- doing. Yeah, or or the opposite that dude that comes you know? on and can't jump at all, but like he's just got you missing. You you think you can block his right. shot every time, and you right. never can. Like right. Andy Vesper, well, then, shout out to Andy yes. Vesper. <laughs> I could not <laughs> jump. I could never block his shot ever. Every time I thought I was gonna get it. Yeah, no, my my guy was Lonnie Remler. I mean, he was like a Chris Mullen. <laughs> he was like he, he he literally could not jump over the free throw line, but um, like he, he was. Just snaky. Just knew when to pass, knew when to cut. Had a yep. soft little jumper, and it was like if it was on your team, you you had an asset. That's what hoops all about. That's what, that goes back to your thing about different kinds of athleticism. Yeah. I mean, if you got if you have some other combo and you're a great or like springy athlete, well, of course. But you're right. Also, like it touches on motivation. Like if you come from a, you're already coming from, you know, a, like NBA royalty in a of a sense. And it's like, you know, what what motivates him? You know, like if you're in the locker room and you're with some kids who, you know, some dudes that really had to fight their way out, and you're with this, you know, this is all true for a lot of guys in the NBA now. They came from, you know, they came from NBA families. You know, parents paying, you know, getting paid big time money. You know, 20 years ago, still big time money. 20 years ago, 40 years ago it was different, but 20 years ago, 30 years ago, those guys were making tons of money. All right, I want to I want to go through some of the rest of the NBA because you know this probably will yeah. be a little bit of a a, a West Coast dominated. Uh, well, it has to be a little you're, bit. You're, still, you're yeah. still all Warriors, but just so but folks look, understand I mean, my Simmons earlier bang, thing. Bill Simmons is stuck on the, on the Celtics. I mean, yeah, hey, you got to be what you got to be. We're going to be talking. Well, and and I and, and I and I have more. this I have this free license. Like I have been Seattle SuperSonics diaspora since our team got stolen by Stole. uh, Oklahoma. Stole. And, um, <laughs> and uh, so I would follow the teams. I followed Ray Allen to Boston. So I was a Boston Celtics fan during that run. Mm. And then uh, I've been following KD in the Thunder, you know. Yeah. Uh, so now KD, it's a weird thing for me because KD is with the Nets, and I tried to kind of get into the Nets, but I'm like, he's not even playing this year, and I don't, I can't get into Kyrie yet. But let's nope. let's talk about the rest of the NBA. Um, some of the some of your some of your, some of your highlights from. Uh, other teams. What, what, what well, do you think? Let's so start far? right there. Let's just start right there about the Nets and, and KD's decision. I mean, there's a lot we could go into there. So maybe without going into all the KD stuff, I just got to go with like. So Kyrie. I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, he's raw. He has 
so many sugar bake moves. He is a very impressive basketball player, you know, and sometimes even pretty impressive when you, you hear him talking, which is something, you know, I, I do have to note about Steph, which is that I love the person is when he handles weird stuff. Like, he'll come out with some comment, and it feels pretty sincere, and you're like, that's a cool way to respond to that. I love that. Kyrie can be the same. Here's my thing about the Kyrie Nets, all that stuff. is like, why do these guys want to play with dudes that are ball hogs? Kyrie is a ball hog. He's not really looking to set other people up like Kobe used to be and like all these – like James Harden is. Like, these guys want theirs. You can have a guy like that on your team. It's kind of hard. But why load yourself up with a guy like that? Like – I think it speaks for 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 an average to good player. I agree, but for a, a, it speaks to Kevin Durant's beyond great. He's so good. He can He's play so with good. a huge ball hog. Well, that didn't work out for him in uh, with Russell. So maybe I, I'm not sure. Cause I'm telling you, I think he might be miscalculating there because he still got to get. He still one of the things I loved about him being a warrior was he seemed like he genuinely enjoyed good basketball, which means multiple touches in the flow, making another team look silly. Like, he would be one of the best, like, he'd be on the bench doing people on in, in such a sincere-looking way. we like, all right, I like KD for that, too. So why get on a, you know, why jump on a team? But, like, you're going to get, you know, it's, I don't know, him and well, first, Kyrie let, let and me, DeAndre Jordan? What? Let me, yeah, that DeAndre Jordan. Let, let me speak to this, though, just because i got to get this on the record. I have got yeah. to get on the record the, the amount of hate that KD, the amount of hate and disrespect he got for going to join a 72-win team. Right. And I think, yeah, he wanted a championship. But I, honestly, I watched them. That, I, knew, I knew I was a love-hate with the Thunder, but I knew every player. I knew their right. games. I watched a, more Thunder than anything else, and it was painful. It was heartbreaking sometimes because, like, when it was good, that should have been the Sonics. You know, Kevin Durant was our best draft pick in 40 years, and right. they played one year in Seattle, and he's gone. So I feel personally connected, connected with him as a fan, and he got so much hate, and I thought, I watched those games. Russell Westbrook needed to have a fundamental paradigm shift up in his head to totally. learn that he has one of the greatest players on and he wasn't playing team basketball. They just never – the coaching, the management, totally. Presti, all them guys, they never got their – game to flow like the Warriors. And so I, from the bottom of my heart, I would attest to this. Durant, you know, the reason he went there, number one, was the team play. He wanted to play on a team that played like a team. And then, Great. yeah, of course, right there, as a uh, very close number two was, I'm going to get a ring. But he wanted to play in a good environment, and you watch the team play, and they're having more fun. Agreed. I totally agree. I think I was well, like, yeah, go ahead. All, all these haters hating on KD saying, oh, he's just getting a ring. Man, like, did you watch all those games with the Thunder? Russell and him, like, they, they were oil and water as a, as a flow, as a just pure, like, love of the game thing. Out of respect of the game, KD needed to leave. And if they couldn't see that, I don't understand how they see basketball. Well, I totally agree. And I also have to feel like, you know, I've come down on the other side of feeling disappointed because I really thought, you know, that KD, especially when Seth, I, I was sent there through his comments throughout his time, that I thought he really, he made that switch, and he made that switch and found a new home that he loved. And I thought he was going to just retire a war. Like, I thought it was like, now he's part of the team. I was like, I can't believe how lucky we are kind of thing. And people kept being in my ear about, like, no, oh, he's going to leave, man. I'm like, no, he's not. He likes five. He likes all this stuff. So then, so now I'm gone, and I'm over my disappointment to some degree. I'm like, I got to put myself in the shoes of the Oklahoma City fans that were that. I mean, they shouldn't have given him so much shit, but, like, they, I understand why 
and I have more compassion for them because I was like, when they came to us, I'm like, well, great. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, feel bad for the Thunder fans in the least. But now he's left us too, and I'm like, oh, all right, KD. I mean, he said he, he said he partly did it because he liked the the ball Brooklyn was playing last year, and I'm just not sure what he's after. And all the stuff about how he didn't really, never really locked in with Steve Kerr, or he never really felt totally welcomed by the Warriors, and like all these, these weird little things that come out that I don't really know the full story around. And it was like the Draymond saying that they were very tight and they're brothers and they did it all together and you know we respect him making a choice to go do the next thing and it's, it's all good it's all good but I was like what are ah, I thought what I was watching I thought you know we had See, it, it's 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 so weird. I I I identify with KD completely. I'm not sure it's because I'm just like you know that's that's my boy and I want to like have his back. But I think it's honestly an experience. I think when you get your, I mean, I, I watched the Supersonics win the finals in 1979. Miss Levins rolled a black and white television into my first grade class. Yeah, like this Levin. is roots. This is roots. This is our part of our identity in Seattle. And then Howard Schultz comes in and screws it all up. So 40 years, and I, that was my team. I, I, I had to start Seahawks and the Mariners, but the Sonics <laughs> was my team. I love the hidden Dennis coming out. <laughs> and, and, so, and so I'm just saying, like, when you get your team taken and then you hear people in Oklahoma whining about losing a player, right? we lost a team. We lost right. You're like, not just 12 yeah. guys, not just like a, you know, a coach. We lost we, two. Give me a, like, right. I got no room for that. Well, you can say it to me now, and I'm I'm, I'm crying about two losses in the beginning of the season after my run, you know. So like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to thinking, think of like what's, what, what's <laughs> a comparable noted. what's a comparable thing in in our culture or society where somebody's you know bitching about politics or this or that, and you're, like you know, let's say you 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 lose a job and somebody just lost a, a house in the fire in Healdsburg, you know, it's like. You can get a job, but get, anyway, there's a, it's all relative, and where you're coming from has so much to do with your perspective on things. Um, but right. let's, let's run through okay, some of the so things in the NBA. I want to yeah. throw out there just like what you're noticing, yeah. and then like kind of leave, we'll leave it on like uh, what you sort of not necessarily predictions or just like who you who you keeping your eye on, um, um, you know, for the, for this season. Like what who should we watch? What teams or what players? But but let's go through some of the some of the league. Like uh, yeah, yeah. We were on the Nets for a second there because Kyrie, yeah, I think, did drop 50, right? He did drop 50 in that first game, but lost. And, right. It was close. Um, I, yeah. Right. But lost. It was like, but lost. <laughs> and, you know, I took the last shot and missed it. And it's like, all right. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. But, like, quick takes around the league. The Clippers the Clippers did, did look real good, but they lost to the Suns. Um, who I think right. have, have a kind of an interesting young core. I'm kind of intrigued by the Suns, but... I'm looking. I, I'm looking at like, although I don't really like them that much. I'm looking at like Denver. I really do like uh, the Trailblazers. Always looking at the Trailblazers. I just wish they were a better passing team. They 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 have they have a good team. I love Dame Lillard, of course. God is good, but I just when I watch them in the in the when they get down into it, I just he and and uh, they just they just they just don't have the passing chops. It's the, it's the part of their. I feel like it's the their fatal flaw in getting over the hump is what the Warriors did have is like to be able to move it around. Uh, Celtics look interesting to me because Kemba Walker's kind of interesting. Um, who you uh, then? Then we're talking about the Seventy Sixers and their big old big old selves. Uh, what do you think? What, what, what teams are saying that? Well, it's 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 interesting, man. Like I I, uh, I I was looking at Twitter and saw Warriors Thunder, and I had a little brain like freeze on 
I was like, oh, yeah, dude, Thunder Warriors. And then I'm thinking, for some reason, I was, like, looking for Westbrook. <laughs> you know? And he's and not like, there. Maybe, oh, shit. I, I mean, I know yeah. he's not. I mean, I watched him on the Rockets with, with – uh, yeah. I had a little bit of, like – I've been loving the whole, you know, player movement. But it, I think this year, I haven't – I was more indifferent to the beginning of this year except for Zion. Right. And as it was beginning, I literally was like, oh, the NBA is – and it kind of happened, but it's been a little bit slow to 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 adopt, you know, this this love of it. Um, and I think part of it is the – I, I was surprised that I was finally hit by, oh, the player movement finally settled in my brain. It's a little bit confusing now, you know? <laughs> right. I thought about that is, like, what – I don't – so yeah, the players should have players should have their own say and management can trade and blah blah blah. But all this movement, even though they're setting up teams to look kind of good, you, you put a lot of pressure on the fans. Like how why how are we supposed to always just show up if you trade away or let some of our favorite players just go or yeah. don't like one of the things that was great about the early parts of the Warrior run was we've been we've been kind of getting closer and getting closer, and we would add a little extra personnel. Andre came on the scene, and it was like, oh, we got Iggy? This is interesting. We're getting better, but then we lost in the playoffs, and then we got a little bit better, and then they made a couple moves, and then we got Bogut. It was like that kind of stuff. Like, it's kind of a slow roller, but it's also, the, you know, the guys, like, I, I just don't have any good predictions for Houston. I think they're, I think I think Russell and, and James Harden are a bad combo. I think in the long run, you got they're, 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 they're a, What do you call a combo? Just a bad combo. Just a two bad combo. Okay. Just a bad combo. But I, and I'm just dying to say, I just have zero, zero faith in the Lakers, and I'm I'm so happy to say that because I love it. The Lakers have not had been in the playoffs for what is it, six, seven years now? Ha, ha, Lakers, and I, they, I, I see a bad season for LeBron. I see a bad season for Anthony Davis. They're, you know, they're not going to find it. They're, they've just, it's too engineered. Let's listen to this. Russell Westbrook's this, this season so far is hitting 40% from the three-point line. Mm. So he's, and I've watched a couple games, and I'm like, he might, I mean, that might have just been a mental thing for him, where he, because he was getting worse. He, his percentage was going down every year. Um, except he was, years. Yeah, except he had all those triple doubles. I mean, it's unbelievable how, how his stat lines are always crazy. So I'm let, let's do let's let's go through a couple of players, um, and then, and then we'll end it. But like, I, okay. I, I'm I'm high on Russell this year. Okay, and I, I don't know. I, I you think, think I Houston, think, you think Houston's going to be something? I think they are, dude. Because I think interesting. You know, in an interesting I'm take way, that note. Russell Westbrook has never had. Supporting three three point supporting cast of three pointers around him. They always needed that. They always tried to do it with the Thunder and never got that around him. And now he's got it. And I think that um, the, the three his own you know he would throw up air balls and it was a mental thing I think with his three pointers. I'm seeing yeah. good things for him. Um, so yeah, well, I'm, I'm well, Rockets. Well. I'm 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 bummed about. I'm not, I, the Warriors. I, okay, I'm also seeing. Not a, good, a great season, but I'm gonna. I think we're gonna see D'Angelo Russell fit in that role with with uh, not 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 Clay's shoes, but I see some third quarter comebacks with D'Angelo going nuts, Curry obviously going nuts, but D'Angelo and Curry just filling buckets and having some third quarter, third quarter comebacks. It makes everybody go like, oh, you know, that's like the old days. But I don't see it. You know, there's too many players that we never heard of for the Warriors. 
that's tough. I, I, I don't share your optimism on that one, and that's my team. I, I, I think I now am reminded of watching. I'm like, well, who is who is D'Angelo Russell now? I was kind of like, not remembering his game that well. Now I've seen him play a couple games. I'm like, oh, right, I've seen him play. He's cool, but he's so – I just think he's one of those loop-de-loopy kind of passive kind of – he's just he's too dialed back. He's just he, – I, I don't know. I don't know. You can be wrong on that one, but I, he just he doesn't seem like he's got the, the bite, man. We need more bite. The Warriors got no bite. Here's my next one. Here's my next one is that I think I was thinking this is this year. It's all going to be about Zion this year. And, um, you know, he's injured, and that's just kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's like, are they going to – my like my concern about Zion is he's so exciting. There's so much anticipation. He's, he's, he's the perfect player. He's a great teammate. He's positive, and he's – otherworldly athletic and good at basketball. And, you know, he throws passes, people I'm talking about. They're talking about his, you know, incredible, like, dunks and moves around the basket. But this year, look at the two rookies from last year. What if Luca and Trey Young outshine yeah. Zion? Because right well, now, yeah. dude, they, them two are looking really good. <laughs> well, Luca, Luca's a, that's a, that's a note. I actually, it's interesting. Those are two great topics for me just in that I think Luca's game is awesome. And I think Trey Young's game is horrible. I think his game is so sloppy. He's just Ooh. a chucker. I'm just so not a fan of Trey Young. I think this is this is just, this is a good argument. Awesome. I, think, I think I think we should lead towards a wrap up with that because you you begin the podcast talking about the reason you know you want to talk about the right way to play the game. Let me give you some stats here real quick, man. First yeah, of all, okay. Atlanta is you know it's a two and zero. Right, yeah, they got some wins. Trey Young, oh, yeah, Trey, Young Trey Young, has the most has most points per game in the NBA. Yeah, I know, I know, but two games does not make a season. Mark my words, my so, so talk, so talk about what you think. He just chucks it up there. Uh, his game is sloppy. I think his game is just he's just one of those guys that if he's hot and he's just chucking it up there, he's uh, he'll he'll score some points and he gets he loves he loves being in that role. But uh, he. he does he, does he just look sloppy, or okay? We, we're gonna need we're gonna need a little more um, uh, illustration because yes. I mean I can see some where it looks like oh my god he just totally threw that up there, but it goes in, and you know now you just trust Curry, but some of Curry stuff looks sloppy, but it just goes in from you know mid court. Um, yeah, I mean there's there's similarities, but they're not the same. I I, I don't see a lot of uh, I don't see a lot of great. I just don't see a lot of great basketball. I see him. Uh, I see him sometimes being able to find his shot. And I haven't watched lots of his full games, but things I've seen definitely highlights. I'm just kind of like, I'm just you know, and I can see you know he, he gets easily beat up by bigger by bigger guards. Um, gets cold. Yeah, I, I no fan. Whereas Luca, great. I love He's that. So game. good. He's so, He's so good. Just so nice. So controlled. So uh, yeah, just an just an asset. But what, well, about, he's, what about playing with Porzingis? I mean, he, Porzingis is back. He's so quiet. Nobody has been mentioned. Porzingis was such a big talk in in, um, in New York, but he sat out last year and now he's back and it's almost like he's like a phantom. I think this is I think this is so perfect because I, I I see him and he actually said, made a comment about like he's like he he says he feels nowhere near you know having his game on, and you can see it. But what I like yeah. about it is that. It's clear Luca's number one, and Porzingis is two. And right. I think there was a couple of plays I saw Porzingis threw some dimes, or I saw one sweet pass to Luca in particular down low that Luca scored, and I was like, Porzingis is good, and he 
is so glad to be out of New York. He wants to win. He wants to play. He's they're happy. They got a good yeah. good culture there, and I see Porzingis fitting in as a happy number two, but he's just getting the rust off. And I see him having some games where he just you know one of those monster monster games where he's getting like you know eight blocks and hitting threes. And I right. think Dallas. I think Dallas is in the playoffs. I, I would. Oh yeah. I put, a, I put a lock on that. I put a lock on the Dallas Mavericks in the playoffs. I mean, that, there you go, though. That just shows how tough the West is, man. Like, that's another team where I'm like, the, they have a clear shot. And I we didn't even mention Utah. Utah is one of my sneaky ones. I think Utah is tough. Utah's got – they play well. They pass the ball well. They got shooters. Man, I, I put Utah in there for sure. I like I like they added Conley. I mean, I like I – like, I don't – Yeah. I like their coach. Quinn Snyder is actually from Seattle. He's uh, my, 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 my best friend in, in fifth grade who I used to play basketball with, his cousin. Um, huh. So I respect them. Uh, yeah. but I don't, I don't know, man, if they like Utah's going to have to do something really dominant for a long time before they can kind of just come back. I mean, you know, it was the nineties when they were really a, a consistently great team. Um, oh, they've been good. They've, they've been coming. They've been coming. I mean, their playoff last year wasn't bad. I mean, they got a star in Donald Mitchell, you know, they picked up Connolly. They got, uh, you know, they got three point shooting, you know, they got big old Gobert. I mean, and Connolly. I haven't really seen much of what he's done this year, but I kind of feel bad for John Morant because is John Morant going to go from like this incredibly, you know, exciting player to watch in college to, you know, in in obscurity of Memphis? And I don't mean that offensively, but you know, I wish yeah. Memphis would get more attention. But Iguodala won't even like suit up for them, you know. I know. Yeah. And John Morant's incredible, man. Yep. Interesting. Well, I think a pretty good inaugural uh, session, my friend. Okay, where are we leaving it? So we're going to watch some games. We're looking at uh, – yeah, it's just early. All right, man. It's early. It's early. There's a lot to be said. There's got a lot ball, of questions going out lie. there. Don't lie. So just always got to remind you, G, always got to remind you, ball don't lie. Ball don't lie. All right, my man. All right. Next time. Until, until next week. Until next week. Or, or also, I think, at extra hyped moments – in the because NBA, special, special editions. Because that's that's the thing I found is something amazing happens in the NBA, an incredible like double overtime game or just something awesome. And like I want to chat about it. I want to hear a chat about it. And I think so. We're gonna do every Sunday an occasional hot moment instantaneously released, maybe even live. We'll try some live shit. Oh, I like that. That's actually kind of interesting. I think that the week in review kind of thing once a week is set, and then there could be uh Hot takes, you know, five, yeah. ten minute hot take, maybe a hot live take. I love it. All right, James the James. Beautiful. All right. Until, until next time. Until next time, I'm not. Ball don't lie.